Sahar is the founder of eco-friendly brand Bamboo You in Dubai. And I was one of Sahar's customers in the very beginning of her business. And I absolutely loved it when she joined Female Fusion because this woman not only has built a really beautiful eco-friendly business, but she has really mastered the game when it comes to her marketing and digital communications. And what I loved about my interview with Sahar is we got to have a bit of a deep dive on her secrets on how she's managed to do that, as well as get the inside track on how she set up and built her business. Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, and I am so excited to share with you that for the next 30 days, I am introducing you to 30 of Female Fusion's members from around the world. They are going to share with you their stories of entrepreneurship, their highs, the lows, what inspired them to get into business, which I hope will inspire you along your entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to another episode of the Women on the Rise podcast. And this is our special edition of 30 female entrepreneurs from Female Fusion. And we're talking to our members to talk about how they got started in business, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. And today I am joined by Sahar Korabi, who is the founder of Bamboo You. Bamboo You does bamboo toilet paper tissues and kitchen roll and Sahar welcome to the show thank you it's a pleasure to be here I'm so excited to have you because I am a customer I think that's how we met in the beginning yeah you were one of our very early customers and I was like Sahar why aren't you in female fusion I know I honestly I wish I had joined much earlier because those first few months weren't fun yeah oh it is so hard when you're first starting out so I kind of gave away a little bit about what you do but talk to people tell everyone what bamboo you is what it does how you got started right so bamboo you is a brand of bamboo tissues based here in the UAE and what's different about it is that made from it's made from tree free pulp and it's packed in plastic free packaging it's also packed in beautiful packaging that you'll be proud to display and it's a great conversation starter when it comes to sustainability um, and we're just turning two this year. So that's, that's, that's quite exciting for us. So exciting. And I was saying to you, I love the, the packaging that it actually looks pretty. And I actually have taken and put baskets in my bathroom and put the bamboo U tissues because they've got really beautiful paper around them as well. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, we, we knew we had to stand out from the crowd. We are a different tissue and, you know, we have a very strong message and we want to communicate that to our customers. So um, it was one way for us to, you know, really set ourselves apart and um, create a brand that you'd be proud to engage with and, yeah. you know, even even gift. We have a lot of customers who buy our, really? our tissue boxes to give for housewarming parties or, you know, if you have guests over again, it's a special touch to add or just for everyday use. But do you know what's interesting? In most countries around the world, it's really hard to find cool or pretty looking tissue boxes. Like they're all really horrible and ugly and I actually really like yours because they're cool funky sort of colors and designs as well yeah yeah absolutely like in in my own home I like my interior quite simple and then I like to add pops of colors with you know like little trinkets I've found when I travel and bamboo gets to be part of that too so you know if we have like a plain table you just pop it 
bamboo box cool. on top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you get started? What made you want to go into the world of toilet paper? Yeah, it, it wasn't a childhood dream to, yeah. to start a toilet paper brand. So this was about three years ago. I um, I had my daughter and I'd become a mom for a second time. Uh, so as my family was growing, I wanted to make some changes at home and, you know, go a bit more into the sustainability world. So I made simple switches like, you know, changing from... Um, international produce to local produce, reducing our plastic packaging, buying um, detergents in bulk, looking at brands that were more sustainable. And I could find a lot of good alternatives. And I looked at our toilet paper, which was the one product we were all using every single day, multiple times a day. And I thought, I don't know how it's made and, you know, what what impact it has. So I became very curious about um, tissue manufacturing. And I was shocked by the information that I found. And I was very quickly convinced that tree-free tissues was the way to go for my family. So 27,000 trees are cut down every single day just to make toilet paper. And that doesn't take into account all the other tissue products. Um, So with that, I was convinced that I'll walk into a supermarket the next day and find a tree-free tissue I was looking for. And I couldn't find any. I found, you know, um, one or two options throughout the months that were really poor quality, crumbly, and we would just go through so much more of it because they weren't absorbent. And I didn't think that you have to sacrifice quality for sustainability. I thought they can come together. So I decided that I was going to launch a brand that, you know, brought really high quality, sustainable tissues into the UAE. And um, that's how Bambuyu was born. So you launched two years ago. Two how, years ago. How did you find your your first customers? How did you tell people about Bambuyu? It was it was friends and family first. So I think months before we launched Bamboo, it, it it took me a really long time. I think, you know, with, with female fusion, I know you have workshop that like sets you off to go very quickly within <laughs> a few weeks. You should have joined in the beginning. I, I know. I wish I knew. It it took me a good, I think, six to nine months before I had I had my product ready and I was in the market. And, you know, I spent months and months just learning everything I could about toilet paper manufacturing, incorporating a business, you know, mm-hmm. the, the design side of it, the marketing. It, there's so many elements and a lot of it was very new to me. My background is in digital marketing. So there were parts of the business that I was confident in or I knew I had the right network. But then everything else was completely new. So within those six to nine months I talked a lot to friends and family to friends of friends I I reached out to the extended network um, that I had and you know they say your most um, influential network is your friends of friends so you know it might not be someone you immediately know but you know I would ask someone about you know logistics and they would connect me to you know a person with like 30 years of experience in the field and I would reach out to them and that would just like set us us right on that path but it's incredible just and I think we don't even realize when you set up a business just how much work you need to do to actually launch this this product especially when it is a product-based business as well there's so many little moving pieces with it yeah for sure it was um it was it was a challenge and you know I think had I had I had 
access to the information in my career before, it would have been a lot more helpful. So, you know, if I was in the manufacturing field or, um, but it, it just, as it turned out, it was amazing. And I think when you learn things from scratch at, at this age and your thirties, you're a lot more yes. focused on, on absorbing what you need to. But a lot of people say as well that one of the success factors for their business has been that they actually took the time to learn all of those different aspects of their business. They might not be doing all of it because yeah. you can't, but at least if they understand it, it enables them to make better business decisions. Oh, 100%. I think that was one of the most important decisions I made from the beginning to not hire any staff. Um, and, you know, it was for various reasons. I wanted to keep the business lean. I, I'm also a control freak, so I wanted to be involved in a lot of the details that happened. But it also meant that I learned everything about everything. And now that we're hiring our first role, I know exactly what goes into that role. I don't need to Google yeah. what, you know, an operations manager needs to do. I've, I've been, I've done that role. You've been the operations <laughs> I've manager. I've been the operations manager <laughs> as well as, you know, the, the admin and the marketing manager and, you know, everything else. So yeah. I think when it comes to going through those steps, I'll have firsthand experience and choosing the right profile or knowing what exactly goes into it or even hiring freelancers it a lot of the time I would talk into I would talk to the freelancer that I'm hiring and I'm like you know I've I've done 50% of the work you can take over the rest it yeah it really isn't um there, there's not a lot that I can't do today obviously as we grow and there's more need for various expertise and R&D I'll, you know, I'll hire and I'll fill in those gaps, but. And it's good that you know how to do it, yeah. but then it's also good that you don't do it after a while because oh, you yeah. need to work you, on yeah, the business. Yeah, of course. I've had to take a step back from a lot of things. And Have you found that hard? I have. Yeah. I have. Like I, I stayed very close to transactions and customers, like individuals and businesses for the past two years. And it was, it was very helpful in like developing our, our products, you know, yeah. that, that, that we first launched with our toilet paper and then we introduced facial tissues and kitchen rolls. And there were so many other things we could have introduced. It was just that these two kept coming up in yeah. conversation. And um, it, it just, it was, it was a part of my daily thinking, you know, what, what did I hear? What did my review say? What did, you know, when I delivered my product, what was my customer feedback? I, I would do a lot of the deliveries and on weekends. you did do the deliveries. You would come to, I get a phone call from you on my mobile. You can be like, Hey, are you home right now? Can I bring your tissues over? Yeah. And we would have a conversation. And I think in the beginning, it's, it's important to do that. And it you is. did the right thing because you do want to get to know your customers because we buy from people, yeah. right? So I'm like, oh, I met Sahar. She's so nice. She's building her business. I really want to support her. And it's especially when you're building it in the beginning, it can be really oh, valuable. Absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, obviously now we're a lot more set up for scaling. And I, <laughs> so I don't, you have somebody doing the deliveries now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a um, fulfillment and delivery partner. Um, I still do some deliveries, you know, over a weekend when they're off or on busy holidays. Um, I do enjoy it, but obviously I it, at, at some point you need to take yeah. a step back and... Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think there's, 
sometimes, especially in my culture in the Middle East, you think, oh, it, you know, it's it's not very, it's not a nice thing for me to to do that. Like maybe it won't be received well for a founder to go and deliver products. And I just, I really enjoyed that. Right. Yeah. It was just like a really nice part of the experience. But as what we were was building. the reception like? Did you find that you had interesting conversations with people? Hundred percent. You know, like some people wanted to talk, and I never wanted to impose, but. I, I always left that door open. And, you know, for every new customer who joins Bambuyu, my phone number and my email is there. So I always get email and feedback, you know, whatever it is um, about the service, about the product. Oh, we're looking for this thing. We're looking for subscriptions. Like, why don't you introduce this kind of product? Um, <laughs> I keep getting after you about subscriptions. I know. So like, I, Just make it easier for me. <laughs> I know that's definitely Just send it to me. that's in the pipeline. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll be your first customer. <sighs> Exciting. <laughs> so you've you've done all of this. Now, one of the things that I have always noticed that you're very, very good at, and it explains so much when you tell me what your career was before mm-hmm. you started Bamboo U, is your marketing is very good and your email marketing is very good. And I noticed even as well. Your funnels are done very well, too, that you're on top of that. So it makes sense that you've got the mm-hmm. the background in social media. Uh, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs? Because marketing is one of those things that people just really get stuck with. Yeah. And it's one of the things that holds back so many small businesses. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be expensive if you if you look at it from a traditional marketing perspective yeah. that, oh, I need to develop an ad campaign or I need to have, you know, videography and like everything. And you, you really don't need to do everything right. For me, there was specific things that were very important when we were starting. So I knew I wanted my photography to be done well because we had these beautiful products and, you know, I I needed someone to help bring them to life. So we worked with a local photographer here who... But doesn't it surprise you? I find this really interesting that, I mean, you get it, branding, photography, imagery is very important. And I find it really curious when I see businesses that they invest so much money in doing everything else in their business and then they cheap out on branding oh, or they no. cheap out on photography. And I'm like, but you're you're letting that down because by you having bad photos or terrible branding, that it just makes your product look cheap. Oh, 100%. And especially for us, like we were, we're primarily a direct-to-consumer brand. That's how it was built. Like bambuyu.com was where you could the only yeah. place you could get bambuyu. Um, now we've always obviously rolled into some other channels. Um, and th- that's how you experience us, right? The only way you can see what we're about and, you know, how do the products look and feel is by going through our photos or looking at our videos on our socials. So that that's something that I invested in very early yeah. on. Um, and I think as well that when you're new and you're kind of coming onto the market and you want to make you want to make a mark for yourself that it's little things like that that can make you look so much bigger than what you are Mm, yeah and you want to look bigger than what you are in the beginning because people look at it like when I looked at it the first time I didn't realize that it was just Sahar who was going to like bring me my boxes (laughs) of toilet paper loo roll and that you did that very well Mm. and I really wish that that message would get out to other business owners that you invest in that and it means you can charge more money 
as well that I bet if you had terrible branding and not very good photos that you probably wouldn't get half the price of what you're charging now. Yeah, because because you get to you get to learn about the story as well. It's not just, oh, it has nice colors like I in in those first few months, I worked a lot on, you know, what what do I want people to take away when when they see our product? Like when, you know, when you pick up a toilet roll on the back of it, you read our messaging and you yeah. you understand the impact that you would have as well. Or even in our carton, which is not very fancy, you know, we, we wanted to go as low waste as possible. I've tried to add as much messaging inside the flaps and, you know, inside the box. There's really a lot that you can engage with the product. And, you know, you really don't have to, you don't have to overspend. You just have to invest in the right thing and, you right. know, in, in the area that it makes sense for our for your, your product or yeah. your service. Um, so that was really important. And email marketing, you, you brought it up. It's, yes. it's something that I, I feel not every business takes advantage of. To me, it's it's everything. Everything. Like right now, our you know our our bases as as uh, as big as a two year old business is, but it the one the conversions that we get from our existing database is amazing because they already know us. They've already engaged with us through I don't know either buying a product or showing interest and you know wanting to join our newsletter, and those are the customers who are more like most likely to shop from us again. And then to, yeah. to to again go deeper and like create funnels and segments and to say okay if a person. Um, showed interest in my product, can I hold their hand and help them make a decision and, you know, choose a product that is right for them? Or, you know, have you, do I, do I know within six weeks you've run out of your um, 12 pack of toilet rolls? Probably yes. So a reminder to, (laughs) to place your order. Um, And that's whenever I buy, I'm like, Yes, I am almost out. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sahar. Yes. Yeah. But it is it is those things that are so important. And I actually, I noticed that even before I actually hadn't even met you hmm. and I was a customer and I was kind of um, following to go, oh yeah, she's, you know, she's on top of her funnels. Like the funnels are good. They're working. Yeah. You know, she's, she's segmented me and knows, you know, this about me and sending me the email at the right time. And that was really clever. Yeah. Now, how are you doing that? Are you, let's talk about technical stuff you're using Shopify right I use Shopify so my website is built on Shopify and I I built that myself as well so there was no one who helped with it it's not a fancy website right it doesn't need to be and this is the thing as well like we had uh, a question in in our group in the membership and I I don't know if you saw this either I saw that I I posted on it as well yeah you can do it of course and somebody was like I don't know should I go with Shopify or should I build a WordPress site and I was like don't waste your time with WordPress like all of these people say you know oh if you go with WordPress you own it it's all of yours and my view is do you want to be paying somebody every single month to be making changes like the the coolest thing about Shopify and also even Kajabi the platform we use I can go in and build anything and change anything whenever I want and you're not relying on anybody and I remember my previous business I had a development company in London 
that I used to have to any time I wanted something changed, I had to put in a request and it would take seven to 10 days to be done. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's no. Like you can't do that as a, as a business no. owner. No, no. So yeah. That's why I'm like, don't go yeah, <laughs> WordPress. Absolutely. It's, and Shopify is incredible because you get to incorporate a lot of different apps into it as well. So yeah. our email marketing, for example, I use Klaviyo for that. Yeah. And um, there. I'm, I'm not a techie person. Like by no means am I the, the person to get it on the first try. But these platforms are built for people like me and you who yeah. aren't techie, right? Yeah, you're you're busy. You probably don't have a techie but tech background. Um, there's a lot of tutorials for free. There's workshops you can join. It's just, I, I you know, I, I don't see why not. It's and Clavio um, integrates with Shopify yeah. as well. So you're able to have all of that. Yes. And do you build your, where do you build your funnels within Clavio? Within Clavio. Okay. Yeah. And it's integrated with Shopify so that the customer, um, um, stages or segments are kind of connected from there. And, and so anybody who's listening to this, who either has their business on Shopify or thinking about that, how easy is that to go and set up? Is that something that is going to take a lot of time and you're going to have to do a lot of training to, to no. work it out or you can just I think kind you can of work do it within out. days, right? It's like, I think if, if you're, if you're a perfectionist or if you're looking for something very particular and customized, you can always like bring someone on to help you with those bits. But my recommendation would be to try it yourself first. There's free templates, there's tutorials that are, it's, it's all, you know, drag and drop you you have your design so <laughs> i use canva to to design a lot of things and you know where i get stuck obviously i don't have a design background either <laughs> if i get stuck i'll reach out to you know freelancers that i'm connected with and i'm like okay can you create this particular thing that i'm looking for but other than that i have everything i have yeah canva for design i have shopify that's that's drag and drop i you know, you're the best person to talk about your brand as well. So to, I don't feel the need to pay for copywriting. I create a lot of the copy myself. Again, if you need something polished and, yeah. you know, whatever, you can always bring someone on board, but build the base yourself and then see where the gaps are and then fill those later. And have the confidence, I guess, yeah. to do it as well, right? Oh, that for sure. I think sometimes the, the biggest obstacle is us that it's like, oh, no, you know, it must be too complicated. Yeah. Who's going to build my site on Shopify? Yeah. Okay, if you have the budget to pay for somebody to do it, cool, yeah. do it. But if you don't, just you know, work out how to do it and I know. then start and selling. Anyone can do it. And I think it, so in in my in my work prior to Bambuyu, I worked at an agency for, for 10 years in different capacities. And I always had a team of copywriters, designers, traffic managers, um, the production team, you know, really it was everything that yeah. I could, you know, I, I could ever use to bring my client's work to life. And so going into this role, it was, it was difficult to disconnect from that mentality of, I, I always have access to someone else to, yes. I, I can do it and I should do it. So, you know, I, I, I think even if I had an infinite amount of money, I would still try to do a lot of things hands-on myself just so I know what goes into it, right? I, sometimes it's still nice to be a bit close to it. Like yeah. I, I even found this 
this past weekend, I was playing around in Canva because we've been doing things with the podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't really like, you know, this. I just want to play around. And I was playing around with a few things in Canva and I created something that I actually really liked. I'm like, oh, it's quite cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I sent it to the team and I'm like, I'm sure you think it sucks. You know, go ahead and change what you want. But this is kind of what I'm looking at. And they're like, no, it's actually really good. Rich That's is going to use it. And yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to look, I'm not going to be creating all the canvas stuff because yeah. I don't have time, but it's also nice as well to know that if I need to, I can jump in and do it. Like if I'm having problems explaining what it is that I want for me to play around and kind yeah. kind of try to get the feel for what it is. Yeah, for sure. I love Canva. Oh, it's it's one of the best things I've right? come across. I know. I, I, I find it so surprising when people are like, oh, no, I don't know how to use Canva. Like, uh, yeah, it's not hard. It's so easy. I think it's just the blocker because the we're, blocker. we're used to the more difficult tools to yes. use. So I remember when, you know, we had to kind of use um, Photoshop. Photoshop. Oh, that was InDesign. Yes. InDesign. I thought for ages that I was going to have to do a course on yeah. InDesign. And then I played around with Canva and I was like, why am I going to do a course on InDesign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's amazing. It's just like these these two, three tools, if you count Shopify, are like the, the foundation of what happens every day and not having to always wait for, yes. an, you know, anyone. Like sometimes I have an idea at midnight, even if I had stuff, I'm not going to ring them up in the Sissy middle of the night. entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is Great to be able to make those changes to your website, right? Without having to wait for for somebody. Yeah. So I would love to hear your advice on email. So Mm. you're, you're really good and really savvy at email. What advice would you give to other entrepreneurs about doing it? Because a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this. Right. So there's a few things, um, that I set up very early on, um, that helped create that foundation. One was like thinking what what do what would your audience engage with? Is it your story? Is it your product? Is it offers? And creating just those simple stuff. You don't need to start big. You don't need to create you know ten your, different segments. Your emails are quite short yes. as well. Like they're it, it's like twenty seconds to yes. read it. Yeah. If if you don't like you don't you don't have to spend hours and hours creating the message. So. Um, to, to give the you know kitchen view of it, we have emails that are about Bambuyu, so about the brand, because that's especially if you're a first-time customer, first-time user who are experiencing our product, that's what you would want to know. So how yeah. the story started and what products we have and you know, th- that really is. And it takes you to our website to show you a bit more. Do you have do you have a welcome sequence? So somebody signs up? Yes. So many entrepreneurs don't have a welcome yeah. sequence. How many emails are in your welcome sequence? Uh, it's not very long. It's it's about five. Okay. So it's it's about us. I think a promo prompt, um, then about bamboo, then about our products, uh, and then another promo prompt at the end. Okay. Because by the fifth email, if you haven't, maybe you're not interested right now, and then yeah. you know you'll maybe receive a campaign or something at some point. Right. Um, so that will be our welcome flow. We have our um, abandoned cart flow, which yeah. is also if you have a Shopify um, platform or if you have a shop e-commerce shop, it's important. So if someone has put your products in their basket and they've forgotten or left it, th- there's a reason they have done it. Right? Is it is it price? Is it 
time? Is it where can you fix it? So then coming up with those solutions to say, you know, hey, you know, we're waiting here's for you. We're, we're waiting for you. <laughs> Did you know we deliver next day? Did you know you can find us in these stores or um, whatever? A lot of hand holding there as well. There's a churned um, segment as well. So if you mm. bought from us, you know, 12 months ago and you haven't come back, why have you left Dubai? Or um, is there an alternative product you found? Or have you forgotten about the brand? Because it does happen as of well, course, right? Yeah. And, you know, we have a small website. It's a three product website. It's not unless you're your top of mind with the client it's not it could they be forgotten forget. yes and do you find with the the churn sequence as well do you have a call to action on that yes like are you are you asking for feedback like hey if you've left Dubai click here if you know that's a good idea I haven't done that in particular ah. I love that because that does yeah. happen as well of course um no, we haven't done we haven't done that. That's I'm gonna take note of that and do it. Um, but it's I, I find like geeking out on email sequences and like the different tags and the segmentation that when you really start to learn about this yeah. stuff, it can make a real difference in your business, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I even have one cross showing different products. So if you've always only bought our toilet paper the likelihood is that you haven't really engaged with the rest of the products elsewhere. So yeah. it's like, okay, did you know we have these products? Did you know they're also made from bamboo and they're plastic free? So really trying to bring your whole um, catalog and offering. And do you do you track that? Do you do you see what sort of conversion you're getting? Yes. Yeah, from you that? S- you see all of that from Clavio. So oh. you would see from each campaign or each each flow. So when you're reminding somebody, like, let's say, for example, they've just been buying loo roller toilet paper and they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that they had tissue or Mm. kitchen roll. Do you see that when there's that reminder that the conversion is quite high, that people are like, oh, wow, cool. Okay, I'll buy. It does. So listen, it's not not all the time. It's not an automatic oh, yes, I didn't know, I'll do it, but it, it has good conversions. And if it isn't, a lot of the time it's because they're they're not ready to make that switch yet. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of, especially in the tissue segment, there's a lot of brand loyalty. So you're used to certain things to be a certain way. Yeah. And there's also the perception that, you know, this product might feel different. So there are... Well, my view before I tried your product was that bamboo was like, super hard because all the bamboo oh, yeah. products that I had tried before and I remember my husband getting cross with me and being like will you stop buying this stupid eco-friendly <laughs> stuff because we're very like everything in our house and my husband gets a bit annoyed with me because I'm vegan mm-hmm. and my daughter is vegan and so for us like we're very ethically vegan and yeah. that goes through from like the clothes that we wear to the food that we eat to the cleaning products in our yeah. house and we had a real kind of look at what we were having in our house and even some of the eco-friendly brands when you look in greater detail are not as eco-friendly as what they should be so we had this whole change up and clear up and my husband was kind of like I don't know if it's good enough and when I switched to bamboo tissues before it was yours he was like this is terrible I'm not and I remember one time hearing that Jen Jen like screaming at me from the the toilet and he's like what is this you know that you bought 
<laughs> and so it was like I was really pleasantly surprised yeah. at how good it was. Yeah, it's you know that's how Bambuyu was born. We went through a phase of like clearing. <laughs> Your husband was chain. doing the same thing. Yeah, I know. It's like you know I I don't I don't want to like. There's always that resistance of okay, I get it. It's better for the environment, but it's yeah. not good for me. And like things smell different and feel different. Right. And yeah. So you know it it was important to find a solution that felt soft and was absorbent and it also means that you don't you don't need to use as much so our customers are a lot of the time surprised as well how long the toilet papers last yeah. it like they last two to three times longer so it, it's just very generous but also yeah. like bamboo by nature is like an incredibly absorbent raw material yeah and it's also it grows fast oh super fast growing. i remember i bought a house in london once and there was bamboo in the garden you can never kill bamboo yeah. oh the, it grows out <laughs> of like everywhere grows and grows and grows and you cut it all down and you think it's gone and then no. next week the bamboo is back and it's you know that, 10 meters I high know. yeah <laughs> that's what makes it very sustainable as well yeah. because a lot of the time farmers are having to actually spend more time or effort or money to harvest the bamboo because it just grows so much it will take over an entire plot so it um it just means make use of it <laughs> make use of it exactly so harvest it you don't need to replant it it just grows from all places that you don't want it to grow yeah. out of and um yeah it's it's super what's what's incredible is that it's it it's stronger than steel it's as soft as you know, cotton, it's just, you know, even for, for clothing fabric, it, it yeah. makes for the most incredible, incredibly soft. It just doesn't, it doesn't smell of anything. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful raw material. And it's, it, it's so great that you've introduced that to the market because it is like for me, who is super sustainable and everything that I love being able to have access to that because yeah. it wasn't like that before. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. It's made a change. Yeah. And, and as you grow the the business, we've talked about the the marketing, and I think it, even when I was talking to him, like oh, I think I need to get Sahar to do like a case study for our members, even I'd as well, because I that. think just sharing your experience is so useful. Because oftentimes members are like, oh, that wouldn't work for me. Oh, I don't understand that. Mm. So I think that that would be really useful to to share that as well, because it shows if you are consistent. And I don't know if you have a plan. Do you send out so many emails in a week or what's your strategy behind um, that? So we do, we don't do more than four emails per month. Yeah. Um, but then there are the flows. So the four emails are the campaigns. And then we've got the flows that would depend on, you know, how you've engaged what your journey with. Is, yeah. yeah. So it's not, it could be more. And I feel like with email marketing, you really could do, I've seen brands do daily emails and I continue to receive them. If it's a good email flow and it has useful information yeah. in it, go all in. Like I, I, I go through everything I get from Canva, for example, because yeah. they, they do quite a lot as well. Um, it, it just is things that you want to, you want to read and you want to engage with. Well, it's interesting that you're like me, that I subscribe to different funnels. Yeah. I even sign up for courses sometimes yeah. <laughs> because I want to see, I want to understand that that's almost like training for me about, okay, so how does this email funnel work and yeah. how many times, and if I click on this, what's going to happen? Very and curious, right? Just, just curious to see how other business owners do things because we 100%. can always learn, you know, yeah. what works, what's annoying to me yeah. and how can I use that? And it doesn't have to be the same product or service no. industry. I Like I, I, I follow this drink like a water flavored water brand in the UK and they're just they do the coolest 
campaigns and flows and you know it's just very inspiring and yeah. it, it gets you thinking about what you can do for your your brand but i guess it just encouraging entrepreneurs to be curious yeah. right and to to experiment and see what works because what works for one type of business might not work for another yeah but what i find surprising is well not surprising because we're human beings right and i think people are like oh i don't know if i want to email my list you know maybe i'll email them once oh. a month it's like no they gave you their email yes. address and so if they don't want they'll unsubscribe they'll unsubscribe and you don't want them on your list anyways yeah so no, absolutely engage with your engage with your list oh it's the most valuable list you'll have would you say what i find in female fusion is our biggest conversions come from email mm. um, which is really funny because i hate email <laughs> personally but I you never guys do really good email. ones as well it's i think it's you know, it depends on the receiver. Yes. Is it, is it, is that information important to me? If yes. so, I'll continue to open your emails. And if yeah. I feel like, you know, no, it, this is, I never receive emails from female fusion that says, you know, join us. And I'm like, no. I've already joined. Yeah. You know, it, it really is about me. Like there's a workshop, there is this happening or there, there are these women that you can connect with yeah. and it's, it's always useful. So those are, those are things that. And that's, but that's work. what comes down to segmenting, right? And yes. we've done, we've done so much work on that mm. over the past year. And it's funny, um, Julie, who takes care of all of our tech and she works on that with me is Julie and I will have a meeting every week. And I really enjoy those meetings because it's almost like geeking out about mm. like, what automation can we do? How can we segment further? Do we need other tags? Do we need to change our tags? Yeah. And when you think about it, because I'm like, okay, so we make those adjustments and it makes it easier for us to communicate with people. And that's what we need to get better at as business owners is yeah. really understanding the power of what your email list yeah. can do for you. Because if, if you think about it, you've spent so much acquiring that customer, right? Yeah. And to, to think that, okay, that, that's gone. They'll, they'll remember me. Like, no, there's like, people are busy. There are hundreds of other options for every product and service out there. How are you going to stay top of mind? How are you special? Like you need to show off. And I think maybe as women, we, we feel embarrassed to, yeah. to, to show off and just be out there. And by nature, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm a very reserved person. And my business like made me feel more, I, I just had to come out of my shell. Like even if it's not, about me it's for my brand my brand yes. has to be bold and it has to be loud and I think over the the past two years it has got, gotten louder because I feel and the more confident you get in yeah. your business and the more you see it it's success the more you enable yourself to to be and have you um I'm really glad that you mentioned this because I hear from business owners quite often who are introverted that they're like I'm introverted I do not want to go networking. I do not want to talk to people. My brand can speak for itself. No. I don't want people to know who I am. And I say to them, you're going to have to get over yourself yeah. and you're going to have to show up with all the love in the world. Either show up or don't have a business because you need to, you need to go out. You need to talk to people. You need to build those relationships to grow the business. Oh, for sure. Like our biggest stakeholders are our customers. Yeah. So to not connect with them or to connect with them as a bot or a nameless 
person behind the laptop is like you've lost such such a big opportunity there and people buy from people absolutely and I'm sure as well from them meeting you when you drop off the tissues or they read a story about you or they see a video with you that it completely changes their yeah, connection with that, the brand that's how as well. we connected right yes like, you <laughs> and I was like why aren't you in female fashion yeah, Sahar yeah You're and like, I was like yeah and honestly like now thinking about it I think all the information mm-hmm. about company formation like starting your playbooks I kind of the information is not really readily available out there I found things in segments like governmental information there and like you know I would connect with the company that was helping us set up the the, our organization and you know it was just bits and pieces that I would kind of kind of cobble together together, yeah somehow I've managed to to do that but you know it it, it's just so much easier when you have access to it and and it would have saved so much time and the things like I have people say to me they're like I don't have I don't have money for that. And I'm like, do you realize how much time and money you're going to save? Like, it's all there. Mm. Um, You can find it on the internet in lots of different places, but it's not going to be the full picture. No, absolutely. Yeah. Wherever you can save time, do things faster. That's everything for a startup. Yes. Now, what's next for you? Um, So... A lot, a lot that um, I, I can share in a few months, but a few things that I'm very excited about. One is um, going into Saudi. So that's what we're working on. Very oh, congratulations. hard. Thank you. Um, it will be early next year. And, you know, it's it's quite exciting for us. We already know the UAE works. Saudi would be next and the rest of the GCC to follow. It's just to to grow at a pace that we can manage and grow the team accordingly. Yeah. Um, introducing new products. So we run a survey um, a month ago and we got some very um, specific feedback from, you know, a, a, a couple of products kept coming up from our from our existing customers or from people who haven't shopped from us. So adjustments that we will make to our products to introduce Ooh. again, new, product uh, new products to our catalog. Um, Again, the plan is not to have hundreds of things available. We don't want to, you know, be have the largest range. It's just things that are very unique and don't exist here yet. Um, so that's the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that that should be the information should be available soon. But yeah, it's just product development and um, you know, going out of the UAE, our our home. Amazing. Well, congratulations on your success so quickly and for being. And for building such a beautiful brand as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs we're all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.